It's time for the Charlotte FC Podcast. Block, Tuzbiak's going to get it back. Westwood, rather Vargas, the touch, the finish! Goal, 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 goal! Goal, goal, goal! The Alba, whipped in, good ball! Oh! Christian Kalina, a save to save the season! Well, welcome into the Charlotte FC podcast. Nick Finelli here, your host. And today I'm lucky enough to be with Matt Swift. Everybody knows Swifty in all different ways. Uh, he's got the Mint City Soccer Show. But actually, I wanted to talk more about uh, to Matt about just how he got into Charlotte itself and being a part of the soccer community and really making it what it is. I feel like he's one of the, the groundbreaking folks that's been around and I think he has a good story. So, Matt, welcome. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Sure. So, uh, how was the supporter social last night? Oh, it was fantastic. I saw a lot of new faces, which is encouraging. Uh, you would think maybe going into the third season, there'd be a little bit of drop-off, but I saw so many new folks. Uh, and so, all the supporter groups had their tables set up to you know, sign up new members. I know Mint City Collective, uh, we we got a few new members, and I know the other groups did too. So it was a really great turnout and just a fun thing for the fans to do. Awesome. Yeah, I, I guess in some ways we've had like three different startup seasons. With having <laughs> three different coaches and three different things, it feels like it's renewed every year, whereas it's nothing really has remained the same for us. That's right. Absolutely. So, all right. So when people ask you to introduce yourself, how how would you do this? What's your what's your elevator pitch on Matt Swift? Oh man, I I, I guess I am a native North Carolinian. Uh, I tweeted this out earlier. I you know because of the new kit launch. I I grew up in the Piedmont here. I was born in Kannapolis. I moved to Wilmington, lived there for a few years, and then I moved to Boone and Asheville. So I have been all over the state. I love it. Uh, yeah, and then got into soccer in the kind of early nineties. Um, and then, yeah, when we got a team here, I was, uh, tried to be as much a part of it as I could early on. Cool. That's awesome. Did you go to school in, in Boone or in any of those areas? Okay. Well, I, I quote unquote went to school at UNCW. I lived a block <laughs> off the beach and, uh, very rarely went to class, but, uh, no, I, I went to Appalachian state, loved it. Uh, and like I said, lived in, lived in Asheville too, and, and went to school there for a little bit as well. Cool. All right. So kind of want to know about Mint City Soccer Show. You guys have been doing, I think you have over 300 episodes, tons of listeners. Um, I'm sure it also helps that you are a part of the the Mint City Collective and kind of running that thing. And I know you've taken a, a step back in those last couple of years, but uh, just tell me how that started for you. Yeah. So Johnny Wakefield, who was a, um, I guess, one of the early creators of the mint city collective him and Corey insco started the show um they did about 13 episodes and then johnny was like i'm too busy 
let's get Matt Swift and David Gussler on the show. Uh, and we, we thought we were just going to be guests. We show up, we do the show after the show, Johnny was like, yeah, you guys are just going to do this from now on. <laughs> so ever since episode 13, I believe it was, I think it was episode 13. We've, 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 uh, we've taken it on. Um, Corey has stayed on as the producer and sometimes he, he'll come on and, and co-host, but, uh, yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. So, uh, besides Corey, you got David, of course, David couldn't make it today, but, uh, what kind of planning do you do for your show? Cause I'm sure, you know, the first time you came in, you didn't know what was going to happen, but now you're three years in 300 some episodes later. How do you plan for it? Well, we look at the, the topics that we want to talk about first, you know, what's going on with the team. Uh, and then I, I kind of lay out, you know, like an intro, um, and then just break it down into topics and try to pace the show as best as possible. Uh, sometimes it takes a life of its own, of course. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, and then, you know, we throw in the the fan questions, which are always fun, and that can also take you down a rabbit hole. But that's typically what I'll do like the day before. I'll, I'll have a general out, outline and then uh, just go from there and let let the guests talk and do their thing. Yeah. And what is, I guess, what is your goal, I guess, in having this show? You know, because we all want to be able to talk and, and explain soccer and kind of have our voice in here. That's why podcasts are so popular because people can just be like, all right, I'm just making this. So what is your kind of, what is your vision for this? I think we try our best to inform fans and, and also to give people a platform. Like, you know, we had Zoran on our show, uh, give people like that a platform to, to talk, uh, cause you don't hear from them quite often. Uh, mm -hmm. So we love having guests on like that where they can kind of give you an idea of what's really going on because a lot of times we have a lot of questions we don't know. And if you don't know, you can only assume and that right. can sometimes not be correct. So it's, it's, we try to give people a platform to come on and, and say their piece and um, really like let the fans know what's going on. Uh, and like I said, we, we try our best to inform and give our opinions. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Um but yeah, and just try to have some fun with it. Uh, we have a lot of like running jokes on the show. Uh, so that makes it fun. Well, uh, you also do some other things. So you, I guess, I guess it was last year you started doing kind of the the pre-coffee. Yeah. Before the shows. Like, and I know everybody was like asking, like, is somebody going to do something or we're just going to be able to talk? And it was just, just on Twitter or X. And uh, are you going to continue that? And, you know, what, what do you think of that? Because it's it's I think it's a good show. Yeah, I, this was David Gussler's idea. Uh, he wanted to I, I forgot how exactly it started, but basically he woke up one morning and was like, hey, we should do like a pregame show. And I was like, oh, OK, okay yeah, let's 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 try it and see what happens. And, you know, it's just soccer and coffee is what we called it. But, yeah, we're going to do it was a, it was a big hit. So we're going to do more of that this season. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, the way that's structured, it allows people to actually chime in during the show. You know, people right. can, can request to talk and, uh, so far so good. So I think we're going to, we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. And you, you get some voices in there. People are just, just want that information all the time. Obviously there's a, a desire for this. So, you yeah. know, just from the viewership. So what, uh, um, any other plans, new stuff this year? I saw your, uh, 
your different backgrounds and stuff on your latest uh, episode. That, that was nice. And y'all went two hours live. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. We had Von <laughs> Pullman on the show and, you know, there was, there was a lot to talk about. So uh, we, we love the longer episodes. Uh, it is, you know, we probably could have talked for three hours if we really wanted to, but uh, we have a lot of big plans this year. Uh, we just dropped some merchandise that we thought was kind of fun. Uh, but we really want to do more on like YouTube, TikTok, just more fun or informational uh, pieces, short videos. Uh, we're trying to put more time and effort into it. We all have day jobs and kids and family, so it it can be tough. But the the cool thing is, is I, I think what I've seen is pretty much all of the shows this year have like doubled down. They're either partnering mm-hmm. with other people or they're like starting a podcast this year or doing all these things, which I think is really cool because again. You would think it'd be the opposite going into the third year. The newness had kind of worn off, but I think all these shows are like really amped up for this season. They're all going in extra hard this time. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of up their game a little bit on on what they're doing or how they're approaching things. And I think some of that has to do with just the not only soccer in our city, but just soccer in the nation itself has has just grown. And um, I feel like people want to be a part of not just Charlotte soccer, but U.S. soccer, women's soccer, you know, all of these, you know, events are happening right around us. And I think just it's hard not to want to be a part of all of that. Um, so how much time do you spend on a typical week Mint City soccer stuff? Oh, I wish my wife was here. She she would definitely be able to answer that. It's, it's, it's a lot. So, uh, it, you know, you have to be informed. So you have to be on social media a lot. You have to watch the games or rewatch the games. You have to, um, you know, listen to the press conferences. So I haven't really tallied it up, but it's, you know, it's at least like a part-time job. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, to the chagrin of my, my wife, she was like, you should, you should try to get paid on some of this stuff. And I was like, well, I think that's what everybody tries to do. Uh, it's easier said than done. But yeah, I, sp- I spend a lot of time on it. But luckily, I have David and I have Corey that, that help me with with everything that's nice yeah i would say average i hear a lot of people just you know as this part-time thing 20 25 hours easy a week yeah easy for sure (laughs) (laughs) right that's just that's just like putting it out there and all the research and stuff behind is definitely and that's just that's just the podcast that doesn't count the mint city collective stuff and the supporter council stuff too so so speaking that since you mentioned that so how did you get involved with mint city like how did you you know, you said you, you, yeah. you're a part of this, but like, how did you know to do this? There, There is a common theme here, and his name is Johnny Wakefield. He has suckered me into doing all this stuff. So I, I mentioned that he started the podcast, got me on, and was like, okay, now you're doing it. Kind of suck, suckered me into that. When I first joined Mint City Collective, he was at the very, very beginning kind of doing some of the communication stuff. And he saw some social media stuff that I was doing by myself. And he was like, oh, you should do communications for Mint City Collective. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, silly enough to say, oh, that sounds cool. Mm -hmm. And so at the very end of 2019, I became the communications director for Mint City Collective and did that all the way until 2022. And then vowed I was going to take some time off and then... uh, became vice president. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so added more responsibility. That's right. <laughs> so it's so all Johnny's are, fault. <laughs> it's all Johnny's fault. So how are how do you think the the supporters council has grown in these past three years? Because I know, you know, with the addition of Sean and 
Nessie in there and just kind of making that group kind of feel more together and understanding. How do you, how do you think that's gone so far? And do you have any comparisons to like other supporters groups um, in other clubs? Well, I, I think this year, I think we're starting to get more into a groove of how all of the different groups, you know, their style, what they want to do, kind of their voice, their vision for things. And, and sometimes it could be tricky and tough to get all of these groups together to agree on certain things. Uh, but I, but I think this year I'm seeing lots of improvement, a uh, lots of lots more collaboration, and just uh, maybe some more patience too. I think we've mm-hmm. all we we've all kind of learned that even though we may not agree, we're all in this together uh, for one common goal. Uh, but it's a it's a ton of work. I've I've got to say. So all of the the presidents and vice president presidents are in the supporter council, and they represent their supporter group. Uh, so we're in there all day coming up with, you know, what chants we need to do. What's the drumming going to be like? What's the TIFO going to be? Uh, are there going to be dumpsters at the tailgate? Like little things like that, like you wouldn't think of, you know, the Porter Johns, what's the situation right. there? Uh, so all those little things that we all have to work together to sort that out. Um, and it's it's not easy and a lot of work goes in. So just want to tip my hat to everybody involved in making those decisions. It's almost like you have to caucus every single one of those points. Yeah, we we do a lot of we do a lot of voting, um, but everybody's involved and and we've grown it. You know, we've uh, South Charlotte has joined the the support council, and uh, I think uh, Norcus uh, is another support group they're trying to join. So it gets bigger, and uh, hopefully we can more get voices. More, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's nice, and we all share the the tailgate lot and. I think we're all kind of getting used to that as well, too. Um, at the beginning, it could be kind of like, all right, where are you setting up? Don't get near, you know, like this is our mm-hmm. thing. And maybe a little territorial, but I think now things have loosened up and it's it's gotten a lot better and it's pretty cool. That's awesome. And, you know, and just think if we were top of the league winning type team, would we would we have these same issues or would <laughs> they just be different issues? Probably different issues, but I, I think it would be a lot better. <laughs> right. So you talked about, of course, this is not your full-time gig and you're spending lots of time. So what, what do you do? What's your other job? So why it was a natural uh, thing for me to do the comms for Mint City, I, that's, I do marketing in my, my real life. Uh, I'm a marketing manager. I do marketing strat- strategy and, and PR. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty natural for me to do it for <laughs> Mint City Collective. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So you talked about, you know, Growing up or being born in Kannapolis, going to to uh, Wilmington, and then you said, of course, college and stuff like that. Uh, what would what did it look like for you growing up as a kid? Uh, lots of baseball. Uh, really? Soccer was not not a thing that I even had on my radar. None of my friends played. Couldn't couldn't have told you anything about it. Um, played baseball every single day until I was in the eighth grade. I moved from Kannapolis to um, Albemarle and went to North Stanley High School. Hmm. Uh, it was and it was brand new for me. I didn't know anybody, and the guys that I started hanging out with were playing soccer. And I was like, "Oh, weird." Okay. Uh, and then the very end of my freshman year in '93, I started started playing soccer. And I played goalkeeper because I could use my hands. Right. So that's, right. that's how that's how I started. And then the next year was 1994, and that was the year of the World Cup, and that basically solidified my fandom. And then I turned my coach turned me into an outfield player, and I played mm-hmm. uh, stopper. Uh, my 
my junior and senior year. And yeah, just soccer has been everything to me you, since then. You must be pretty tenacious because usually stoppers are not somebody that they would put somebody that's passive. <laughs> well, so, so keep in mind, I've never, I'd never played until I got to high school. And, but I started, I was playing every single day in my spare time. I was with my friends playing around, messing around. And I was never like super skillful, but I was, I could jump and I was really fast and I could defend. Um, mm -hmm. And the coach would always just stick me on a certain player and I would guard that player all game. And that was basically my, my role. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to, I got all conference my junior and senior year and all County both years and one, wow. uh, one team MVP, my, my senior year. So. And then did you think about for college or was that still not, yeah. Yeah. I was going to go to Pfeiffer university, which is literally, yeah. you know, maybe 10 minutes from my high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a scholarship there. Uh, the summer I was about to go, I played in the Raleigh shootout and just cr killed my knee. Um, oh, wow. and I was out for months and then decided not to go to go to Pfeiffer, moved to Wilmington. I had all intents and purposes to playing there after, after our rehab. And then, like I said, I lived a block from the beach and, um, yeah, did that. <laughs> it took you away. I get it. I get it. That's it that's a lure. That's that's hard to get away from that. Yeah. So how did you get into marketing then? Oh, that's a good question. So I when I was in Boone, I actually worked for a law firm for a little bit. I was not a lawyer, I was a, a legal assistant. Uh and I had some friends that were in Georgia at the time and they had a marketing firm. Um, and they thought I would be really good at like kind of like project management and leading projects and doing marketing stuff like that and they called me down and i moved moved down to georgia for for a while and started that and that's how i got into it and that was like early or like i guess like mid 2000s and then you've had decades of experience in it that's right. I'm, I'm an old man I'm, I'm i'll be 45 on the 16th so well i mean it has changed so much uh i was a marketing minor when I went to South Carolina. I did sport administration too. And um, yeah, it's just totally changed how everything is is measured and and looked at and what gets eyeballs and what doesn't. So Absolutely. you gotta you gotta always keep up with the latest in that position. Yeah. And and when I started that role, I really didn't know a lot. So I was learning on the fly, but I had to do from start to end marketing. So I was learning SEO, email campaigns, social media campaigns. So yeah, it was it was a good good uh, good start. Well, what was your first job as a, as a young person? Blockbuster Video, and still one of my favorite jobs ever. I worked uh, at Blockbuster too for like two days. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah, like, I, this is it. I'm done. <laughs> I had a fantastic boss. He was awesome, such a great guy. And you know, my friends would come in and rent movies, and I. I, I love movies, so I got to talk about movies all day. It was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. You still probably have in the back of your head, like somebody come through a door and it rings, you got to yell out something, right? <laughs> that's that's right. Welcome to Blockbuster. <laughs> um, so what made you decide to, like you said, that you started kind of with the the law office? Was Did you felt like just marketing just fit, or did you feel like this was something yeah. you wanted to make a career of, or what? Yeah, it was uh, – you know, they kind of pitched me the idea and it sounded really, really cool and went down there and got into it. And, uh, you know, I never had thought to be an attorney or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought it was a good fit for me and I've been doing it ever since. 
that's cool. And so now you're marrying both the marketing, your love of soccer that you gained, but you couldn't really fulfill, especially from the injury. And then so you're here in Charlotte and you get hooked up with Mint City Collective and you're just part of this. Besides, you know, those people, are there anybody else that you would say like this person kind of was a, a, a mentor or someone that I kind of was like my North Star or somebody who guided me? I, I just think the my my fellow members in Mint City, there were a couple of us that, you know, we would jump on those early Zoom calls with the team. Uh, before we really had a, a team name and everything like that, they you know they were reaching out to the supporter groups to kind of get their feedback. And I remember very early, you know, Thomas Schalling being on those calls. Joe Labou, who was not even in his role now, he was he was in like ticketing at at yeah at he was point. The, yeah he's director of ticketing yeah yeah and I and I just remember um, something that really I I, I still really appreciate um, when Nick Kelly got got the job mm -hmm. um former you know president of charlotte fc and then he was like the ceo of tepper um the day he got the job he called me on the phone and i thought i thought it was a spam call i had no idea who it was but i answered it thank goodness and it was him and he was like hey i'm i'm nick kelly i'm the president i was like oh uh like why are why are you calling, are you calling me? Me? Like, oh, what's going on and you know he was like hey i'm calling around to some you know certain folks that are in the soccer community and i just want to pick your brain for a little bit and i just i was floored by that and uh, ever since I, I you know every once in a while i still talk to nick to the to this day and um you know i i talked to talk to joe i talked to bobby i talked to thomas so i i've really have gotten to learn and know these people from the very beginning uh, and have just really appreciated that those relationships and everything too. So I don't think anyone's really been like a, a mentor per se, but I've just mm -hmm. had a lot of people be nice to me, I guess yeah. <laughs> in a way, uh, which is really nice. Well, I, I feel like just the overall vibe of the, the club itself is kind of a, a family inclusive environment. And so it's, they're, they're open and willing to, to talk about most things and yeah. we'll reach out to. Yeah. And that's not normal. Um, I, I had a buddy of mine, Donnie, he, he even said that, you know, he follows a lot of sports teams and, and everything. He's like, this is not normal. And even the players themselves, it's not normal for players to like reach out or talk and like interact that much, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so I think we're very fortunate. It's really, it's really cool to see. That's cool. All right. So now we're going to get into some uh, maybe harder questions about just your life and just how you're, uh, how you've gone through different things. So have you had to make any sacrifices to achieve to get the success that you've had? Oh yeah, um, lots of extra time learning things that I didn't know. Um, I was not the best student in school, <laughs> so uh, anything like you know marketing or even soccer stuff, like I just spent a lot of extra time on my own learning everything. Um, I'm not the smartest person on the planet. So I, it takes me extra time to learn things. So, yeah. Uh, and I'm a tad, like a tad dyslexic too. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it takes me a little bit of time. So I just had to do a lot of extra learning, I guess. Well, the audio fits you well. Are you uh, visually kind of, is is that more or is it other things? Yeah. Um, reading certain, like if I, if I were talking to you and tried to read something, I would get stuff backwards numbers. I'm always flipping around, but it's, and it's not, mm -hmm. it's not really bad, but there, yeah, there's a little bit there. Right. And just, it just kind of tricks. I have a, 
have a child who's dyslexic in the same way, and he prefers audio to a lot of things and just yeah. makes it easier for him to even write in audio, Yeah, you know, to speak it. Well, how do you deal with failure? What is your approach to failure? I, I do a lot of journaling and, you know, sitting down. If, if something doesn't go correctly for me, um, I'll sit down and try to figure out, you know, what, what has happened? What did I do? <laughs> uh, what could I do better? And just try not to beat myself up. I, I've kind of learned that over the years, especially when I got into my late, late, late thirties. Um, cause mm-hmm. I used to beat myself up pretty, pretty bad, but, um, I got to a point where I'm like, there's no good to do that. Uh, I can find a way out. And I, I found like journaling and writing and all out was super beneficial for me. That's cool. That's cool. So on the flip side of that, like, how do you stay motivated? The journaling probably keeps you going in that kind of, you know, getting to these kind of reflection, but how do you like motivate or even motivate yourself or motivate others? What is your strategy? Well, I, I tried to I try to stay positive and and have fun and and realize that it's super cliche, but you only have one life, and you need to make the most of it. So that's why uh, you know some people do make fun of me about being optimistic, especially with the team and stuff. But that's how I like to be, and I you know I have a family now too, so I need to do things for them, and so that gives me a little more motivation. But I try to do things that are fun and uh keeps me occupied and uh energized uh and if it's something that i don't like to do or i feel like it's sucking the life out of me i don't mm-hmm. do those things um, right so yeah that's one thing i also have learned in my late uh 30s and into my 40s is uh, don't do things you don't like <laughs> yeah i think i think when everybody reaches like a certain age usually it's you know most people it's around their 40s they're like I'm not doing this. I don't want to do it. So I'm just not going to do it. Whereas before you almost feel like you're obligated, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, when I see like a lot of negativity or people complaining or something like that, I just, I disengage. I'm like, I don't need to fight. I don't need to over explain or try to, you know, convince somebody. Right. They're going to get it in their own due time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So what's the hardest thing about, balancing all of this. So you got your job, you got your mid city collective, you got your family, all this stuff. What's, what's the hardest thing about this? The the balancing part. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's, that's the hardest part is, you know, especially the, the first year I wanted to be at every event. I wanted to be at every game. I wanted to be on every zoom call. I wanted to be at, at, do all the things. Um, cause I knew it was going to be special and I can look back on that and, and have those memories. And then you know, the second, you know, last year too, I was like, well, I really want to go to that away game. Like, I don't want to miss out because uh, right. we're making history. Even if it doesn't go well, we're still building that history. And I wanted to be a part of it. Um, yeah. And I, I want to help people and form people and, and hopefully be a good ambassador for the team and get more people involved. So I, in a weird way, I feel like a sense of like responsibility, which sounds absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I feel that. Um but yeah, it, it takes a toll. I, I think this year I may have to miss some home games because, you know, I've got a two and a half year old and I, I really need to make sure and my wife's been great, but I want to make sure that I'm, I'm spending some time with them and, and doing some other things that I love to do. Cause I have so many hobbies outside of soccer. Yeah. 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 Well, so what are, what are some other things you would do if let's say if uh mint city collective dropped off the face of the earth, we didn't have a show or anything like that. What would you be besides your family? Where would you spend your time? <laughs> 
Yeah. So I, I, I do beekeeping. Uh, and oh, I've done that too. I'm yeah. certified. Oh, very nice. Oh, we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to talk more about that. Um, so yeah, I'm getting, getting more into that. And I do this thing on the side called the Southern blueprint where I, I talk about fun things to do in the South and partner with like Southern vendors and stuff like that. So I have a, I have this whole other life and hobby on the side, which also takes time. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, that's a lot. So yeah, that's probably what I would be doing. Really focusing that on that. Uh, I love to hike and camp and um, fly fish and stuff like that. So that sounds cool. Is there anything you haven't done yet that you're like, I want to get to? Whether it's with Mint City, with your with your show, or just something in life, you're like, you know, this is on my list. I need to make this happen. Well, I think like most people that do these types of shows, they would love to get paid for it uh, at least part time. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what I would like to be be at um you know we're starting to get some sponsors we're selling merch um and i've seen some other shows starting to get sponsors and i think that's important um because it 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 is a a part-time job or a full-time job for folks so it's nice right if you can get paid a little bit for it um in an ideal world i would love to do this full-time but um, yeah that's don't know if that ever get uh, to that point but uh that would be that would be great if you retire early right that's right that's right (laughs) all right we have a last part of our show. It's called Stoppage Time. It's just uh, some quick hitters at the end. It's Stoppage Time. Uh, do you have a must-do personal ritual? Yeah, uh, usually on, on Sundays, I will sit outside and I'll smoke a cigar or something, and I will, I will journal out, you know, my day, my week, what's going well, what do I need to do, and just kind of refocus all that, you know, I'll have some coffee in the morning and like I said, smoke a cigar and just sit there and write some stuff out. It's, it's very therapeutic and it's helped me tremendously. So how do you keep all your journals? Yeah, I do. So you uh, have like a, probably like a place that just stacks of them. Yeah. And I've started this thing. I, I wanted to make a, a booklet or journal for my son of just like little quotes and things that I think would help him. And like one day I'll give it to him, you know, maybe when he's like 16 or 18 or something like that. I'm like, here's, here's a good roadmap. Here are all the things that like I messed here's up. All the things. Yeah, there you go here. Don't do those things. <laughs> right. Because you can tell them all you want while they're growing up. And then later they're going to look at it and be like, Oh yeah, that's right. You know, these are things. Yeah. Cause yeah. they won't listen to you when they're that age. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he's yeah. He's already starting uh, now. <laughs> at two and Yeah. And a half, yeah. It'll just be different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing this might be your, the same thing that your ritual might be also your favorite unplugged activity or do you have a different one? I love hiking with my wife. Uh, we have a ton of fun. Um, we laugh the whole time and, um, I, I like, I like doing that. Uh, it's, it's pretty special. Something that we started doing when we first started dating. And it's something that we continue to do. So just I, going out, hiking new trails and everywhere we travel, we try to find a spot to, to do that. So it's always nice. And I, and it's take nice kid with you. Uh, we'll, we'll start doing that. We have it yet. <laughs> um, because we, yeah, my, my wife can walk me into the ground. She's quite, quite the hiker, uh, even with her short legs. So, um, uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but we'll start, we'll start taking him and that, that'd be kind of a fun experience too, but it's always nice to get out of everything. You're not on your phone, you're not at your mm-hmm. desk and just chat about whatever comes up and just laugh along the way. Right. Fresh air. Yeah. yeah. Nothing like that. And perfect. Like, as you said, perfect with the, the new 
kits, right? Just yeah, seeing that yeah. and kind of envisioning that. Like every time it'll just bring you to those moments, won't it? Yeah. It's so funny. So that uh the image that people have kind of posted of where the mm -hmm. inspiration come, I literally used to have that as my screensaver on my desktop computer. Yeah. It was a and common one. Yeah. Yeah. And so I saw it and I was like, oh my, this is perfect for me. And like I said, yeah. I've I've lived in Wilmington, I lived in Boone here in the piedmont so I, it's just it's kind of special for me that's cool yeah i i think that's and that's on the 16th right the kit reveal i think it's the 17th, 17th. so my okay. my birthday is actually the 16th and i'm i'm okay. gonna be miss i'm gonna be missing it so that's uh that kind of stinks but that's all right i'll that's get it right. when i come back yeah uh do you have a go-to snack while watching a match i will usually do nachos and salsa that's usually, mm -hmm. you know, I'll have, I'll have a plate in front of me if I'm here at the house, you know, watching the game or something like that. But when I'm out and about, it's, I don't know, it's whatever that, whatever they have, but yeah, whatever they're serving. Yeah. But usually it's, it's nachos. All right. Uh, what kind of, what, what kind of design impresses you more interior or exterior? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think interior. Um, yeah, I think I'd have to go with that. Are you a detailed person? I am. That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think like I'm all this through. stuff on the inside is really what makes the thing on the outside look good. Yeah, so if that's it, not done, then right, it makes it, it makes it a home. You know, you're you're in here looking around, you're sitting, and you know you're looking at your environment. And I've tried to do that in my little office here with all my. I literally have all my soccer stuff in this room. Right. So I got all my jerseys in front of me over here, scarves behind me. So I'm trying to yeah, make it cozy. I kind of feel like SEO is like internal. You know? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> that's all the inside stuff. You do all that and the other stuff's going to work out fine. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, what recharges you? I think sitting my phone down, getting outside and walking, running, just being out and about. Uh, but I, I will literally, and I've done that this week, is I, I will sit my phone on my desk. Mm -hmm. I won't take it with me and I'll just go walk around the neighborhood, go for a run, uh, go for a hike or something like that, and just breathe in some fresh air and not think about soccer, not think about my job, just just kind of nice and relaxed vibe. Yeah. All right, last question. If you were a current player on Charlotte FC, mm. what player would you most be like? Ooh, I think probably Brant or Yuri. Um, just because height and especially with Brant, Brant's really scrappy and that's kind of, that was my, mm -hmm. my style. Cause again, I wasn't the most technically sound, but I could, you know, play defense, um, break up plays and stuff like that. So I'd say both of those guys. And you'd work um, as hard as anybody out there. I had to, you know, cause I, you know, technically not as, not as great, but I could run. I used to, could, I can't do it now. I could run for days, never got tired. Um, I was a lot skinnier back then, <laughs> so I didn't have a lot all this weight carrying around. But uh, yeah, I would say those two guys. Awesome. Well, thanks, Matt, for joining us on the show. We appreciate you you coming by and and talking to us about about your life and the Mint City Soccer Show and just all the stuff that that we have out there to to share with Charlotte um, soccer fans. Yeah, thanks for having me. These questions have been awesome. Good. Well, that's it for this episode of the Charlotte FC podcast. I want to thank Matt Swift for joining me today on this episode. Make sure you catch Matt on X at 
at 160 underscore swiftly and on Insta at Matt Swiftness. Also, don't forget to listen to him and David Gussler each week on the Mint City Soccer Show and, of course, get some of their merch. Till next time, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Charlotte FC Podcast. I'm Nick Finelli, your host. Please follow us on X and Instagram at CLTFC Podcast. We're also at CLTFCPodcast.com or CharlotteFCPodcast.com. If you want to go to our website and we'll be posting more stuff on YouTube. So if you want to get playlists there too, 